Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Oh my God, one of the most important things, aside from family, of course, is traveling for me. I love to travel, and so I felt it was very important for us to talk about that here on this podcast. And so I have these beautiful souls. They are Anna Gauna and Sandy Correa, and they are from Two Peacocks Travel. And what is so amazing is how it all started. Yes, amigas, uh, from trauma to travel, this conversation was wonderful, and I believe that you will Love it. So let me tell you a little bit about them. They are two passionate globe trotters. They have embarked on a transformative journey by co-founding Two Peacocks Travel. Beyond creating remarkable travel experiences, their purpose is to empower hesitant women to explore the world with a blend of empathy and expertise. They meticulously curate trips, easing the planning process. The duo's empowering touch lies in their occasional companionship, joining groups to instill confidence. Two Peacocks Travel symbolizes not just adventure, but a movement inspiring women to break barriers. Through support, guidance, and shared experiences, Sandy and Anna kindle the flames of wanderlust, making the world accessible and inviting for all. Their specialty is connecting with other like-minded women that love and have a desire to travel. They have unique curated experiences. So amigas, I am so excited to have them here on the podcast. And without further ado, this is Two Peacocks Travel. Sandy and Anna. Welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Thank Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie, so much. Oh, my God. I'm so excited here. So we're going to go through the background first because here's the thing. Hospitality in this venue is not what you actually were educated in 
formally, you went pivot. You pivoted completely. So let's take you back in time. I want Amigas to know you personally. So Amigas, please do tell us, like, where are you from? What is your background? Both Sandy and Anna, who take the lead, whoever wants. Well, I'm Sandy Correa. I am originally from Los Angeles. I'm from actually Boyle Heights. It's pretty popular now. Back in the 80s, it wasn't as popular as it is now. Yeah. And I am an alumni of the, the Rough Riders. Any Garfelians out there listening? Oh. You know, this is the year we're taking. We're, we're taking it this year. Um, so, and uh, I went to UC Santa Cruz. I got my bachelor's degree from there. And I went to Cal State LA. But my whole background, um, that's me growing up, but my whole background is hospital administration. I went to school for that. I worked in hospitals for about 25 years from the public sector to the private sector, back and forth. And, you know, Anna and I met on the job. And so we went on this adventure during the time we were doing, working in a, at a trauma center. So that's where the story begins, you know, where the, the peacocks met and where they started. So off to you, Anna. Thank you, Sandy. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Jackie, for having us. My name is Ana Gaona. I am a native to the San Fernando Valley. I was born here, been raised here. I've lived here all my life. So I've run in the San Fernando Valley for, you know, the entire time. I've raised my family. I like to say that I took a little bit of a scenic route. So for me, you know, I did not know about healthcare administration. My journey is, you know, something like what we call it interdisciplinary. So you know, I, I have three children, I have two grandchildren, been married for 30 years. And so, you know, life takes, you know, journey, a journey that's a little different for everybody. And so I always like to tell people, you know, there's no right or wrong, just take, get on a journey and then just start discovering. And so for me, it was way, uh, let's see, maybe in my mid thirties, forties, after I had received an AA, after I received my bachelor's that I really started to kind of realize where else can I go? But my calling has always been to give. It's always been to serve, to give people help wherever I possibly can. So it's kind of funny because if I think back now and connecting the dots, like everybody says, connect the dots, right? My associates was in interdisciplinary studies, which I had no idea what that was. At that point, I was like, I'm just getting a degree. Let's go. We're doing this. And then I had my bachelor's. And at that time, I already had my little girl, my third child. And I thought, you know what? Let me go into education. I want to make sure that I'm available during the holidays, during the summer breaks to be with the kids. But at that moment, I was already working in the county. You know, I just thought, you know what, just keep going. You don't know where this is going to land. And lo and behold, uh, I landed at a trauma center. And I had already started my, my master's in public administration. And so, you know, it kind of just went hand in hand. But, you know, that's exactly where, you know, like Sandy said, we met, you know, over maybe 10 years now, if I'm, I think so, right? It's like about 10 mm -hmm. years. And our story started to unfold before we even knew it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, working in a trauma center, every day is a, never a dull day. Every day is different. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what you're walking into. And so, you know, for us, you know, the one thing that we have uh, at our core is that, like I said, we like to serve, we like to help. And so it's really important for us to be able to put people at ease when information is not readily available or may, may be a little bit confusing, you know, and as administrators, that's what our job was, is to bring the information from the different, you know, 
interdisciplinaries, which keyword there, mm-hmm. you know, you talk to the doctors, you talk to the nurses, you're talking to social work. Our job was really to put it all together for them and put it in such terms where they understood the decisions that had to be made. So we were really well versed in coordinating, in logistics, in, you know, executing operations in a hospital setting. You know, the name Two Peacocks comes from an afternoon that we were taking a little cafecito break. And I don't know if it was a magazine or we saw it on the news, but the point was we saw that there was a woman trying to carry a peacock onto a plane and called it her emotional support animal. Uh, are you kidding me? You no. It's oh true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we had, we had just had a situation where a woman had brought in her two chihuahuas into the hospital. She had put them in a duffel bag. She had put them through the x-ray machine. And Anna tells me, Sandy, we got a patient up there who has two dogs in her room. I said, oh, hell no. And so we were just already, we were fresh off of that, you know, situation when she told me the story and we just started laughing. We thought, what? This is so crazy. People are just calling anything an emotional support animal. Hence, Anna, you're now my emotional support person. You're my peacock. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, because there were so many situations that sometimes, who do you turn to to understand? I can't just call, you know, like my sister, she doesn't understand the environment. Like, so... We lived in that environment. So right. who better to be your emotional support? So Sandy, here we go. We're, we're peacocks. Mm-hmm. That's how we started, you know, and we had some family trips that we had taken, but really, you know, the next pivotal moment was, you know, during COVID. Yeah. You know, what didn't we learn do- during COVID? You know, COVID did such a number on all of us that the first thing that Sandy and I, you know, were big on our kids and what, what parent is it, Right. But we, our kids were product of the graduation, graduating class that was during the COVID period, which uh-huh. meant that they had all of their junior, senior years in their bedroom. And so it took a toll on all of us. And now imagine the students that really didn't understand what was going on. You know, we working in the healthcare system, we were in the midst of it. We were at the core of the chaos, you know. So there was a moment there where Sandy uh, approached me and she says, you know, Anna, Ryan, you know, didn't get to do a senior trip. And I really want him to have that experience because she herself had that experience at a young age. And I'll let her tell that story. But, you know, she knows, she knew the value of it. And so she asked me, she says, do you think your family in Spain would help me have him come over? And I said, absolutely. I'll call my cousins out. And then the next question was, do you think Lexi would want to go? And that's my daughter. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I think so. So I talked to her. She's like, yeah, I think I want to go. And then the next comment was, and I think I'm going with Ryan. Well, 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 hold on. Wait, if you're going and Lex is going, now I'm going. So we started off with the idea that we would be there for two weeks. And so I told my husband, listen, I'm going to take Lexi. You know, she didn't, we didn't get this experience. The kids are going to enjoy it, blah, blah, blah. What two weeks started off ended up as six weeks. So you're going into this trip, but are you still working for the hospital? Or oh, I missed that part. <laughs> I, I want to. I really want to like flush that out. Thank because you. Because I think it's so important for that woman out there who's listening to this will probably resonate a lot if they're stuck at their job and hating life and not wanting to do what they are destined to do. So if you could talk about that part, please. Thank you, Jackie, for catching. You, you know, you're, it's kind of like it's been now two years. I had retired. 
I retired from public sector, 26 years. You know, what was my catalyst to doing that is I had an incident with my mom. Uh, she had an accident here at home. And so for me, you know, like anybody, families comes first. And I needed to just make sure that my mom was going to be okay. But in that, there was something inside of me. It's almost like that was my sign to say, Anna, here's your green light. Do it. But something was always inside of me like, what am I going to do next? I've already done 26 years. I've met my my goal, you know, all of the benefits, everything you needed to do, because we're all looking for security and stability. Right. And I get that we all need, you know, we have the joke, the 15th and the 30th, the check, you know, and we need the benefits. So there was a little bit of and I'm going to say it, I guess it's going to be fear because of the unknown. You know, you don't know what you're stepping into, especially when there's nothing planned. So prior to Sandy asking me about all of this, I had already made the decision I need to retire. A, to take care of my mom and B, because there's something else out there. I don't know what it is. And so I retire. The conversation takes place and bam, all of a sudden this whole new world opens up for us. Awesome. Okay. Tell me, Sandy, what about you? What was your pivotal point here? So I was still working at the county at the time before this happened, but something happened at work that just shifted my life. And I took a leave of absence. I just was not in the right headspace at the moment. And I was, you know, at home. And um, and the reason why I had asked Anna about my son going away was because I was an exchange student when I was in high school. My French teacher, Ms. Grithia's wonderful woman, she, out of the, all the kids in her class, she said to me, do you want to go to France? And I said, me? You want me to go to France? She's like, yeah, it, it'll, you, it won't, we won't charge you anything. You'll just have to pay for your airline ticket. You'll stay with the family. And you can practice your French and it'll be great. So I've been taking since the seventh grade. This is already the 10th grade. So I took the chance. My mom said yes. Of course, she asked me, was no quieres quinceañera? And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to France. <laughs> so I went to France. And this is before, you know, of course, internet, cell phones. And I tell the story. It's horrible. As mothers now. You know, when I got there, I was so excited and so jet lagged that I forgot to call my mom. And about four days later, I got a letter via FedEx from my mom saying, Si estás viva, mi hija querida, por favor. Isn't that terrible? (laughs) Oh my God. I know my poor mamita. Like, but you know, I was jet lagged. I had never flown that long because we went from LA we were picking up kids from all over the country so we went from LA to Memphis Tennessee to New York City to Paris so I was jet lagged yeah I was like out of this I mean the whole thing was a great experience but anyways on the airplane I had a whole different experience with one of my friends somebody that I met from Lake Oswego Oregon so anyways the whole thing really just changed my life and so in the midst of the travel situation with my son, and I asked Anna, I was feeling very, I was having anxiety. I really was. And I had told Anna, you know, and I don't think I can let my son go by himself. My son's a traveler. He's been traveling since he was four. We've been to Morocco. We've been to Europe. Like this guy has traveled everywhere, but it was 
is about me. So I told Anna, I said, you know, Anna, I think I want to go with my son for me, not for him. He'll be fine. And so she said, okay, well, if you're going, then I'm going. And then a girlfriend <laughs> of mine said, and then another girlfriend oh, yeah. said, well, you're sending your kid? Can I send my kid too? Oh, of course. So now we have three kids. So for me, it was more of a healing process. Mm. It was more because I know what I felt like when I traveled at 15. Not that I hadn't traveled before, but I wasn't. I felt like when I traveled at 15, it opened my eyes to something that it was unknown. And this time around, traveling was more, again, to open my eyes again, but on a healing aspect of it. So when I went and Anna, Anna was watching me the whole time. Of course, she was like, I think it'll be good for you. I think it's time for us to go somewhere. And I think that at that time, Anna was really worried about me. But as soon as we got on that airplane, it was like I was 15 year old, 15 year old again. And here we go. So in that trip is when we came up with the idea to do two peacocks travel. Wow. Oh my God. And you have the background. So it was going to be easy for you guys to do this. Okay. Thank you so much for, for that, you know, the background, because I swear to you, I'm like, this is like a huge deal, you know, to yes. leave like stable positions yes. to venture off into something completely unknown and facing the fear facing the anxiety of it all. And I think that's so important to highlight here with the Amigas is because, you know, it's it's almost like fear forward, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. feel it, fear it, but do it anyways. A hundred percent. And and look what you're doing now. Okay. So let now that we know the backstory behind the two peacocks, let's talk more about it. Because I know that, you know, you you do so many things. And rather than me saying it, I'd love for you all to tell us more about how you how one gets in touch with you. How do you plan these programs? It's for women, right? Yes. Okay, please tell us more about it. So, you know, when we started the idea of Two Peacocks Travel, it was born to do the educational program the same way we had to we had taken this trip to Spain with the three kids, Anna's daughter, my son, and our friend's daughter. Because Anna knows that I've talked about it so much, how it really impacted my life. And so she met two of my junior high school friends that I'm still really close with. And they were talking about how it impacted them when I had gone to France. Like, it's crazy. Like, I didn't know it was going to impact them so much. So we were talking, you know, Sandy, you know, Anna, we should do this program for other underprivileged kids because traveling if you're a teen absolutely where are you going to get the funds for that i my mom had told me that i had to work that summer before i went on this trip and i think she was trying to discourage me from going girl i got a, a job at a restaurant in hollywood like the next weekend i was already working as a hostess friday saturday and sunday and she was like Dios mío, esta niña, but don't give me a task because I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So our program started then let's recruit more students who would love to uh, travel abroad for three weeks with Spanish classes and going to Granada, going to Sevilla, Malaga, and just kind of getting into the cultural immersion part of it and socially and talking to people, eating the food. That's where it started. But we also were thinking 
but how are we going to fund this? This is not something that's easy to do because we're talking three weeks, three weeks, feeding, education. So we decided to open up the women travel portion of it in order for us to be able to sponsor some students with the money we're making in the women travel. Uh So that's how the women travel was open because just like you, Jackie, we were experiencing women telling us, oh, I would love to travel, but where am I going to go? Who am I going to go? And I don't want to travel with my family. I love them to death, but they don't want to travel to places I want to go. They want to go to Orlando. They want to go to Hawaii. I want to go to Turkey. I want to go to Morocco. They don't want to go there. Sounds like a conversation that we have here at my house. I'm like, oh my (laughs) God, guys. I'm like, you have no idea what's out there. Because my husband has traveled because of me. So he doesn't know like all these other lavish places. I'm like, he's going to go to France. This is our trip for for the first time. And I'm like, oh, we're going to do this and this and this and that. And, but it takes one that knows it to inspire somebody else. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. So that really is what we're trying to do. And there's so many women that say, oh my God, I just, I can't even imagine. I'm so scared. Oh, I don't travel without my partner, which is another big deal. We have a lot of women who will not travel without their husbands or their partners. So that one trip we did, I told Anna, because I'm the one that plans the trips. And then I, you know, we talked to Anna, I talked to Anna and I tell her, this is what we're going to do. Then she says, just tell me where I'm going and then I'll, I'll show up, right? That's how it works. So that one trip from the three weeks that turned to six weeks, I said, okay, Anna, from Spain, we're going to fly to Paris. And she goes, what? I said, yeah, I thought about it. We're going to go to Paris. She goes, but I don't speak French. I said, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. She's like, I don't know, Sandy. They don't speak English. I'm like, dude, stop. We're going to go. So that's been our story, right? In Croatia, in Slovenia, in Italy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I know. It's like you will always find someone that's going to be able to speak with you. Yes. Taking that leap and just doing it, right? So, oh, my God. Yes. But Anna, and I'll let Anna talk about it, though. But once we went to Paris, it's kind of like Anna, a veil came off her eyes also. Because she loves to travel, but... She has told me that she feels safer going to countries where they speak Spanish because, of course, you need to communicate. But that trip to Paris, I think she was kind of like, holy moly, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It it gives you the opportunity to really open up that other world that it's out there and everything's so much brighter and the noise. And once you're there, you're like, I'm okay. It's not, it's just taking that leap. And you know, funny you say that Jackie, cause that's my word of the year. I'm like, I'm taking leaps. And I think that's what we've always been doing is taking leaps. But you know, the part where Sandy talks about the unveiling, one of the things that, and we've talked about this is as friends, you know, cause you know, we were colleagues, we're friends and now we're business partners. But, you know, as a friend, I always, we look out for each other. Mm-hmm. And the part where, you know, i she can read me, which is the weirdest thing. I know people look at us like, how do you guys do that? We can look at each other without saying a word and we know exactly what needs to happen. But that part where she was having that anxiety, I knew she was not okay. I knew that she was going through something, but having her go through these steps in this process is really the connection about mental well-being. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and being able to realize that you're more than the title that someone gave you. You're more than the expectations that have been forced on you, right? For whatever the reasons. And traveling now for us, that unveiling that she talks about is, I say, we tick off all the hats of who Anna was. The former public employee, there's nobody there, nobody knows you, and nobody's asking you for anything. And that is the unveiling of really coming to um, find your own identity. So we talk about that. You're learning to reimagine who are you. And so when you travel and you're put outside of your comfort zone, somewhere where you've never been, let me tell you, you start to do some real deep work. And that's where the beauty of this transformation. So we really focus on the transformational travel. We're doing the slow travel. We're doing the travel that is going to get you to stop and think. Like we're standing there in front of the Eiffel Tower and there's a million things going through my head. How can I be here? And the, fa- and the beauty of it is we get to take our family with us. You know, we just tell them, meet us there. And it's a done deal. How beautiful is that to be able to start this journey, include our family members, make a change, continue to help others. You know, we're still in that social impact world, but more importantly, that we're feeding ourselves mm. and that we've made that transition really taking the time to find out who we are. So this this year has been a lot of discovery, a lot of laughter, things that normally, you know, in our former world, it, you know, yeah, we kid around everything, but true laughter, true joy, this is what this journey has brought us. Ooh, I love that. True laughter, true joy. And what comes to mind for me is like, from trauma to travel. It's like from trauma to travel. Very you know, good. Very well said, Jackie. It that is like the the epitome of joy and laughter and love because that is transformation. When you're able to get out of that trauma, get out of that efforting and it all yes. becomes ease and grace and love and it joy. It really does. Right? It really does. So for your listeners, that's what I would love to emphasize for people that you said If you're stuck, if you're thinking about it, trust me, there is a bright sun on the other side that's waiting for you. Absolutely. So tell our listeners now, how can they get started with you guys? And what's the next travel that you have planned for women? So we understand when you were saying, Jackie, earlier that women have many reasons why they don't travel, but they want to travel, right? They don't have someone to travel with. They're alone or they can't afford it. So we've managed to handle those two aspects for women. Okay. The first one is we are a woman only travel. So we love the idea of getting women together, whatever your profession is, was your age, everyone's always going to come together and have something in common. We did a trip to Cuba last year and we had 15 women. And in this trip, right, everyone was together and talking and having a good time. And then about a month ago, I was talking to one of the young ladies that went on this trip. And she said, oh, yeah, I had lunch with Artie. And I'm like, Artie from Cuba? And she said, yeah. So now we have these friendships that have formed within the group, right? Because everyone's looking for some connection. This woman here, you know, she had the same trauma upbringing I did. I can relate to her. This woman worked in public service. She can totally get 
you know, my pain of working in public service, et cetera, et cetera. So you are afraid to travel by yourself because you don't know how to travel. Then you join our group and you come with other women who are going to become friends. And then we also offer payment plans. Listen, we get it. You might not have the money up front, but we give you plenty of time to say, reserve my spot. And you can talk to us and say, listen, I'm going to need six months to pay for this. Okay, let's do it. We'll give you six months. I can pay it in three months. Even better for us. We'll go ahead and take care of it. Because our goal is to make sure that if you've never traveled, that you will travel that first time. Because after that, and you know this, Jackie, the trigger's on. Yeah. That's it. You'll never stop. Yes. So we, people can find us on our website, which is twopeacockstravel.com. And on social media, which is two underscore peacocks underscore travel on Instagram. And we're always posting our trips. We're always posting the next trip. I will be going to Morocco. I leave in February. And after that, we have a trip to Cuba in March. And so many more trips. We've got London. We've got Portugal. Oaxaca, Mexico, for Dia de los Muertos. Machu Picchu, Peru. Egypt. All these great places that people just dream about. Yeah. And there's, and then there's a lot of places that I know people want to go. They want to go to Cabo. They would like to go to Hawaii. That's great. But for us, we want to go outside of that. Yeah. I want to ride a camel in Egypt. I want to look <laughs> at the pyramids and not have someone tell me about them. Right, right. I want to go where the Condesa Traveler. I was gonna, I was looking for my magazine. Oh, where it shows here. Like, yeah, I want to go here. Like yeah. I'm like Sandy. What about this? I want to do this. Yes. Because you see every we see this in the new in the in the magazines. We see them online. But like, do you even imagine yourself putting your yourself in there on a camel or a jumping horse or in front of a pyramid? Like that just yeah. blows my mind. And it's like the fact that yes, we can all go. It's it's doable. It's very doable. Absolutely. And and we've experienced women also who tell us, oh, I heard that that's not a good place to go. Okay. I get it. But I want you to go and come back and tell me it's not a good place to go because you cannot base your opinion on a place because someone else told you that doesn't work like that. So that person had the experience to go on this trip and they told you it sucked, but you don't get a chance to go and check it out for yourself. No way. You've got to go. Yeah. You've got to go check it out. It is, And there's people who love to instill fear, right? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. It's a limited belief, right? It's a limiting belief that, you know, oh no. And you take it on faith that yeah. they are, they, they're like you. So therefore they have your best interests. And so therefore you're not going to go based on that. It It is, for yes. me, it boggles my brain. It boggles yes. my brain that I, that people give out their power to somebody. Yes. Yes. And it's very discouraging words. I mean, if anything, you don't know who you're telling this to. That person might have been on the brink of taking a lifetime opportunity to travel. And then now, le apagate la luz, and they're not going to go. Now they heard something negative. So we're trying to work around that and say, no, we're going to do it. We were in Italy last summer. We took a group of women to Italy. And when they went back to the States, Anna and I, we had a couple of days before we went to Spain to meet the students. And I said, Anna, we're going to rent a car and we're going to go to Croatia. And she was like, what? I'm like, yeah, girl, let's go. Of course, in my mind, I hadn't really planned out the way back, but that's happened, you know, naturally. So we're going to come back, obviously. 
at so some we point. drove <laughs> at some point. So we drove, and I was like, Anna, we had breakfast in Italy, lunch in Slovenia, and dinner in Croatia. Ah, and how many women out there can say that? I know, right? How yeah, special? And, but, how special and, is that? And we do it all for you. You just trust us, and we will take Pack care. Pack your bags of and let's go. Show up. Yep. Just show yep. up. Show up. Oh my God. I love this. This is the best way to travel. When you you can trust you guys, right? right. That everything's going to be okay, no matter what. And so it's a, when you have that already, it's like, just do it. If it's just you, even better. Do it. Because you get yes. to meet new people, travel the world, have your own individual experiences. Then when you come back, you can, you share. You share yes. those experiences, right? So our experience in logistics helps us to be able to manage any unexpected issues. I lost my passport in, in Italy. We were able to manage that. Of course, miraculously, it reappeared. Someone called, someone turned it into the police department and I got it back, which was a miracle. But we're able to work under these situations because of our background. We are able to manage yesterday I had a, a lady who's going on the Peru trip ask me, why do you need my passport information? And I thought, you need, I need your passport information in case it's an emergency or, you know, I need to either A, look for you, B, give it to the authorities. And she said, oh, thank you so much. Thanks for the lookout. But yes, it's, we are looking at the whole background. You're thinking about going to Machu Picchu? Yes. We're in the background thinking, okay, what are civil unrest? We're looking at the big picture. Exactly. We're we're trying to cover all the bases, but that's our job. So you can have a seamless trip, enjoy yourself, and we take care of all the logistics behind that. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. And everything is within that uh, deal that you guys have. So whatever the ticket price of this, let's say this, uh, your trip to Morocco, everything is included. So you don't everything have except except the airfare. The it's airfare. really it's really hard to yeah <clears throat> to get airfare included just because of timing and you know people can't make up their minds. So we the cannot fluctuation. include international. Yeah, we cannot include airfare. But as soon as you get to the airport, that's where we take over. So oh, we are waiting for you at the airport. Oh, okay. So uh, you're the oh wait. It, here's the question. Actually, that just made me think of like. So you buy your ticket to land to wherever it is. Yes. And so whatever happens within that area, it's already taken care of, whether it's like yes. a train, whether it's a bus, yes. whether it's a, a yes. plane, potentially. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as you land, we take over. Okay. So, yeah. We're, you're in our hands. Yeah. yeah. And, every, and, then, and everything's and, very detailed out. And exit wise, same, same thing. Same thing. We drop you off at the airport. Now, if you get on the wrong airplane, that's a whole different story. We can't guarantee <laughs> that, you know, but we take you to the airport. And, <laughs> and, and but we then, do yeah. manage the whole the whole logistics of it. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I mean, guys, you heard it here. Oh, my goodness. You can't you you have zero excuses now to travel. Zero because you have a community. You have these girls here that can plan everything out for you. So, Amigas, before I let you go, I always ask my guests if they can provide one or two tips on how an Amiga can handle her shit. Wow. There's so many just, you know, first and foremost, handle you. Ooh, yes. And what I mean by that is that we take care of so many things. 
whatever responsibilities at home, at work and everything else. But you have to really learn to handle yourself, your emotions, what you're feeling, your boundaries. In order for you to move forward, those little, I, I call them like they're things that are holding you back. You need to snip, snip, snip all of them and just take care of you so that you can stay focused because all the noise is going to continue. There's no way to turn the noise off. But if you handle yourself and you stay focused one step at a time, you can handle your shit. It does happen. And sometimes it doesn't seem like it is because sometimes it seems like everything's so loud and and dark. And, but I promise you, if you handle what's inside, you can handle everything else. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. This is the first time I hear handle yourself. Oof. I love it, Anna. Thank you. (laughs) All right, you, Sandy, what about you? Get rid of the naysayers. Get rid of the negative energy that don't let you handle your shit. And sometimes people have the best intentions, but they don't realize that what they're doing is they are transferring their negative energy onto you. And so even though it's a really hard thing to do, you need to just thank them and you need to move on. Because I truly believe, and of course with my, our history, there's only one life to live and this is not a dress rehearsal. You've got to do what you got to do and you cannot let people's jealousy or their envious of you take over your life. So get rid of that negative energy, make room for you and do what you want to do and handle your shit. Yes, I love that. Oh my God, girls, I love what you're saying. Handle you and get rid of the naysayers. You know, yes. as you say that, it's so important. It is so important to do that because I think as, I mean, both of you are Latinas and most of my audience is Latinas who listen. In our culture, we have a lot of that, a lot of naysayers. And it's not that they mean bad. Well, some of them may, may do (laughs) mean bad, but, but, you know, I would like, I would like to say the majority are not bad. It's just that they're so hyper-concerned and then they're also very fear-based. Our community kind of tends to be that way. I mean, you even listen to Spanish music and you're like, ay, Dios mío, sufrimiento. absolutely yeah and and then we say well well you know how can we be happy well shit stop listening to it (laughs) right because you're saying those words and it just becomes ingrained and you're like okay we're just singing this i'm like no listen to what you're saying yeah words are powerful words are even 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 in our names right soledad and alma Dolores. dolores it's really just i mean that's our culture but still it's very it's a, it's a gray, it's a gray area. It's sad. And so we need to really rise above that and just really take control of, of the negativity and just really, you know, clear it out. Like you know, people shovel out the snow, people who live in those poor states, not us, but just shovel all that negative energy to the street. Push it out. Yes. Push it out. I love that. I love that analogy. So my two peacocks, is there anything else you'd like uh, for Amiga Handling Your Ship podcast listeners uh, to know about you guys? Well, you know, that you are in good hands when you yes. travel with us, that we have the best interest in our community. We really built this for you. 
-hmm. So you can come and say, I want to go to Machu Picchu. I want to go El Dia de los Muertos in Oaxaca, Mexico. That has been my dream. So I need you to take the first step, go to our webpage, click on the button that says, I want to book a call with you. So you can ask all the questions you want. You'll get one of us or both of us in the phone call. So we can make you feel good about the decision you're about to make. You need to take that first step, whether you have a bunch of naysayers do you girl yeah do you oh i love that i love that oh my god well i anna do you have anything else to add no that was exactly what i was gonna say take that leap take, take that, that leap absolutely so amigas thank you so much for being here on amiga handle your shit podcast thank, thank you, for, you having us. for having us thanks for listening to this week's episode of amiga handle your shit podcast if anything resonates with you today Please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.